0: Hey everyone, this is Chad and today on the Mission Daily we have two or maybe three special announcements. The first one, the Mission Daily was selected by Apple as one of the best of 2018. So the Mission Daily was the one of the best podcasts as selected by Apple for 2018. Wow. That's so, so awesome. We could not have done it without you, the amazing listeners. You hear Ian in the background, you hear Steph. You don't hear Toasty because, oh, there he is. There you go. Good boy. That's a good pup. And that's the first announcement. Second announcement one of our other podcasts, actually, our first one, The Story, was also selected by Apple as the best of 2018. That is so exciting. Again, we couldn't do it without you, the listener. We're grateful for each and every one of you. And to celebrate this, it brings us to our third announcement. We are going to be playing all throughout the holiday season on The Mission Daily the best episodes from The Story. That's right. We've been through four incredible seasons of the story, and if you haven't heard it, you're in for a treat. For those of you who don't know, the story is a historical fiction podcast where we tell the unknown backstory of people who changed the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And a big shout out to our amazing sponsor, Jamp. Thank you for making this happen. And as always, thank you, the listener, for enjoying it. This is the story of two brothers who faced a generational problem and reinvented an entire industry. Today's
1: story is called Put It On Ice. Today's episode of the Mission Daily is brought to you by Jamf Now, the number one device management solution for all your company's Apple devices. To learn more about how Jamf Now can help you secure your Macs, iPads, or iPhones, head to jamf.com missiondaily to set up your first three devices for free. That's jamf.com slash mission daily, or click on the link in the show notes. The two brothers had a father who wasn't your average high school
0: shop teacher. Their dad was obsessed with the outdoors and nature. He loved fishing and inventing new things. In the 1970s, he invented a flexible finish that made fishing rods way better. He put his finish into bottles and started selling it. It was a hit. And soon, he was inventing and selling new products that fishermen loved. Those products turned into a business that the whole family helped grow. Soon, the two brothers were working hard and immersed in the fishing supply industry. The two brothers loved to go to trade shows. For hours, while Dad worked the trade show booth, the boys were free to roam in fascination. Their imagination for new products for the industry ran wild. But those ideas had to be placed on the back burner as the time went for them to go off to college. Upon graduation from Texas Tech, the younger brother was finally ready to put his business skills into practice. At the same time, his older brother was already building custom fishing rods and selling them. The younger brother wanted to try his hand at something else, something a little bigger, boats. Boats require a bigger investment, but the recent grad believed in his new idea. Soon he was building his customized aluminum boats designed for catching redfish. If you know anything about Texas or the Gulf of Mexico, you know that it's the place to get redfish. The problem is that redfish hang out in the brackish creeks, marshes, grass flats, and oyster beds. To navigate in those parts, you need a custom boat. And on top of it, you have to do it in the hot Texas weather. To combat that heat, the younger brother designed his boats with special features, including three separate heavy-duty coolers. So why three? Well, triple redundancy was what made his boats great. Those who have fished know that they need to be prepared to bring in a big haul. The younger brother also understood two behavioral patterns about fishermen and women in Texas. First, they like to stand when casting because you can see the redfish feeding in shallow waters. The higher up, the better vantage point. So they like to stand on the coolers. And second, they usually need a cool one, two, or three drinks while they're out on the water. So the coolers on his boat needed to be strong enough to keep the catch and the beer cold while also supporting the weight of some uh, sturdier beer drinkers. There was just one problem. The only coolers he could find to put in his custom boats sucked. Everything about the boats was perfect, except the coolers. The coolers weren't made for that kind of wear and tear that his target audience would put them through. And a great boat with a bad cooler is just a bad boat. If he was really going to market these high-end custom boats, the young man was going to have to fix the cooler issue. He had a fleeting thought to manufacture the coolers himself. He dismissed it. What do I know about making coolers, he thought. With the help of his older brother, he began searching for a solution. They kept their eyes peeled at trade shows and in local retail stores. One day, his older brother called. Found one. They make them in Thailand. They got one, shook it, and when the store manager turned his head, even stood on it. The design looked a bit iffy, but it was rugged, and at least that was a step in the right direction. The thought hit him again. Make it yourself. Nah. He set up a relationship with the Thai manufacturer and started importing the coolers. One or three customer complaints later, he had to face facts. The Thai coolers were an ugly blemish on his beautiful boat design. So the brothers made a wish list of all the features they wanted in a state-of-the-art cooler. They reasoned that if they pitched their case well, the manufacturer would build the cooler they needed. They scrapped together enough cash to fly to Thailand and met the manufacturer. They explained their need and suggested the first improvement. The management shot down the first idea, explaining why it wouldn't work. They tried their second suggestion. No. The third, the fourth, the fifth, all knows. And they continued down the entire list. The manufacturer was immovable and then stood, which signaled the end of the meeting. The trip was a bust. They boarded the plane home. The younger brother put his plans for a new cooler on ice. Even though he didn't want to talk about coolers, he couldn't help but think about them. By this point, he had developed a cutting-edge design, and he knew that somebody would eventually build it. The thought hit him a third time, and he could almost hear his father, the inventor, saying, if you can't find it, make it yourself. This time, he couldn't dismiss the idea. This time, it made sense. He didn't know how to make one, but what if he just learned? Instead of looking for existing suppliers, he searched for a plant that specialized in marine product manufacturing. A factory in the Philippines caught his eye. He told his older brother that he'd figured it out this time. His older brother laughed and reminded him about getting the cold shoulder on their Thailand trip. The younger brother pleaded with him. They had to give it one more chance. Things got heated. His older brother told him that he wasn't going to waste any more money or spend any more time flying around the world. They had a business in front of them that was already successful. His younger brother needed to stop thinking about it and just sell the boats. The younger brother looked his older brother in the eye and played the trump card. Didn't dad always teach us that if we can't find it, then we should make it? That's what he did. That's what he taught us. The older brother was silent. He agreed. Fine. We'll go to the Philippines. The younger brother's eyes lit up. They arrived in the Philippines and the manufacturing plant and the managers were impressive. They understood the vision of what they were trying to do. Whatever they had in mind to build, these guys can make it happen. They flew home and got to work. First, the brothers needed funds for the prototype. The older brother sold his portion of the fishing rod business, and the younger brother put in all the money that he'd earned selling boats. Their first prototype and cooler was rugged. It was made using the same process as kayaks. It required pouring a powdered plastic resin into a mold. Then the mold was heated and spun along two axes. During the process, the powder would liquefy just right to create a seamless product. No other cooler on the market came close. Theirs was nearly indestructible. It could easily cool 100 pounds of redfish, or it could hold 100 cans of your favorite adult beverage. When they showed the new product to friends and family, something happened. Everybody wanted to buy one. They didn't care about the custom boats. They just wanted the custom coolers. The brothers got to work selling, and their new product was a hit. The problem now was they needed a name and a brand for the company. They knew the name could make or break the product. They became obsessed with choosing the perfect name. It had to be something memorable, unique, and something associated with cold. They polled their family over the course of several weeks, and the ideas started rolling in. A single name rose to the surface. It stuck with their family members and friends. They had the right name, and it was time to keep building the business. The younger brother began crunching numbers. The demand was there, but they needed to pick a price point and go to market. He started calculating the numbers and panicked. He realized that to make the business work, the cooler was going to have to be sold for a retail price of $300. He checked the math again. Yep, $300. He leaned back in his chair and rubbed his eyes. Who in their right mind was going to pay $300 for an ice cooler? The Walmart down the street was selling them for $30. Granted, they weren't as great as his, but $300 for a cooler? He feared that they were going to lose all the money that he and his brother invested. They needed a plan. He thought through the sales channels. The big box stores were never going to put a $300 cooler on the shelf. So where could they start? The best course of action seemed to be targeting hardware and specialty tackle shops, just like the business that his father built. But what was going to hook them? What did those shops care about? Mm, Making money. The brother's proposition was simple. Why try to compete with Walmart selling $30 coolers and only keeping a $5 margin? You can sell our $300 cooler and keep $100. It was simple, direct, and compelling. Convinced that his new business plan would succeed, the younger brother hammered it as hard and as fast as he could. He visited the stores he knew so well. He appeared at the trade shows just like his father had done. He would look back and say, I really felt like we educated our consumer on the selling points of our product. So when someone had our cooler in the back of their truck, they could defend that purchase. Momentum started to build. They had stumbled on a great tagline now that fit perfectly with the business name. Wildly Stronger, Keep Ice Longer. Their hard work was paying off and the orders were rolling in. Not only were people talking about their coolers, people were tweeting about them and posting Instagram photos about them. Not all of the photos were safe for work, but at least they were getting the word out. Soon customers were slapping stickers with the name of the coolers all over their gear. They were bragging that they could hang out on the lake all day in the blistering Texas heat, and still have cold beer. The coolers now had a cult following. By 2011, the brothers were aware that they were no longer running a small business. But even as their company expanded in explosive fashion, the brothers remained humble. They didn't even put a sign on their building. Roy and Ryan Cedars had quietly built the Yeti Cooler Company into a massive success. Roy and Ryan didn't set out to build a $450 million per year empire They certainly never set out to make a product with a cult following, but they had done it. One of Roy's famous quotes is that ideas are like commodities unless you bring them to life. We all have ideas, but how many of us will spend years going to trade shows and learn everything that we can about an industry? How many of us will invest all of our savings into a business, then sell that business and bet all the money on a new idea? What about fly around the world repeatedly until we find just the right manufacturer and partner? You get the idea. Not everybody will do it. These two brothers did it. They put in countless hours studying their customers. They found a better way to serve them and reap the rewards. That's their story. What's yours gonna be?
1: Hey, this is Ian from The Mission. I talked to Fortune 500 CIOs and IT visionaries about how much effort and energy they put into securing their devices. But they have teams of hundreds of IT professionals, an advantage that the average business doesn't have, until now. Jamf Now makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect your company's Apple devices. As your business grows, so does your digital inventory, making it harder to manage everyone's Apple devices. This is especially true if you have remote employees, like we do at The Mission. With Jamf Now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, or even lock and wipe a device as needed, from anywhere. And all of this with no IT experience needed. The Mission Daily listeners can start securing their businesses today by setting up their first three devices for free, forever. Add more starting at just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at jamf.com missiondaily that's jamf.com dot slash Mission Daily. We love Jamf and you will too.
0: Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.